Some leaders thrive when the going gets tough, where their competitors struggle and fail. How do they do it? It's not nerves of steel or expensive PR firms who cover for them. They have more psychological leverage. They use their brains to their advantage when people around them are getting tripped up by their thoughts, reactions, and emotions. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high-leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher-leverage action today. Hey guys, so happy you're listening to the podcast. You know, I don't run ads or do any sponsorships. So the only ask I have is that you help me spread the word so that more people have less stress, handle issues quicker, go further, and feel more fulfilled in work, their relationships, and life. The only way to do that is to get the podcast out to more people. The one thing you can do is leave a rating. It takes just seconds and teaches the algorithm to recommend it to more people. If you're feeling generous, take another five seconds and drop a quick comment in the reviews. It would mean the world to me because all I want is to help people be better, and live better. It could make all the difference to someone else. Let's talk high-leverage psychology. Today, we're talking about balancing personal stakes and business decisions. And let's get to the core issue first. How do you react when things don't go as planned in your business? Think about it like driving a car. You're cruising along, and then suddenly, the light in front of you turns yellow and is about to go red. You hit the gas, leaning into acceleration, because you've got places to go and no time to waste. Seems simple, even automatic. It's shaped by your automatic reactions, like your habits and beliefs, but also by the circumstances. For example, would you react the same if your newborn baby was in the car? It might switch to the opposite. Your instinct is to hit the brakes, because safe is better than sorry. The decisions we make in business can be especially challenging to make and execute because it's personal, emotional. It changes when we've got precious cargo. I see it time and time again with entrepreneurs and owners who run their companies. I get it. Your business is like your baby. You dreamed it up. You put lots of effort in and have big goals for it to grow and flourish. Like Kevin. Of course, I changed his name and some details because Kevin's confidentiality and his confidence is something that I take super seriously. Kevin co-owned an agency and was the CEO. They had several multi-million dollar projects going on at the same time. Kevin's partner did great work, but they both struggled to separate out their personal reactions 
from making business decisions. Kevin worked hard to get pitch opportunities, but his partner didn't follow through. They got emotional, had big blowout arguments, and it would take weeks to get back on track. The same thing was happening in the projects. Kevin ended up spending almost half his time dealing with client complaints and issues with his staff and his partner. Whenever it happened, it would tank Kevin's productivity for the rest of the day. He couldn't get his business partner to follow through, even when they agreed. Rinse and repeat. It was costing lots of time and future business. It took losing three deals with Fortune 500 companies for Kevin to recognize the pattern. Both Kevin and his business partner struggled to keep their emotions out of their decisions, and it led to more arguments, less alignment, lower productivity, wasted weeks, and lost deals. What could possibly make that happen? It's easy to look at it from the outside and blame their personality or their emotions. But when Kevin and I sat down to really dig into it, the deeper issue came out. For Kevin and his business partner, the business was like their baby, the precious cargo that made them completely change how they made decisions in opposite ways. Just like driving the car, Jared kept trying to lean on the gas. His partner kept slamming the brakes. It made their car spin out. They didn't realize what was happening and just argued in circles for weeks. Here's how I helped Kevin. Using what I call psychological leverage. What's psychological leverage? Turning the thoughts, reactions, and emotions that can be a liability into an asset, which means uncovering the hidden purpose of all the things that get in the way of decision-making. The thoughts, emotions, and reactions that got Kevin and his partner into trouble. And seeing them from a different perspective, handling them differently. So they help make even better decisions, take more effective action, and get better results. Liabilities cost us resources on a recurring basis. They lose value, take time, and cost money to upkeep. Assets generate resources on a recurring basis. They gain value, free up time, and generate money. Our brains are just like our hands and mouths. They could be a liability or an asset. We can use our hands to make something of value that generates resources or to get ourselves in trouble. Build a product, generate resources. Commit a crime, get into trouble. Same with our mouths. We can use our mouths to have meaningful conversation, build relationships, grow companies, and make sales. Or we can argue, micromanage, criticize, and destroy our reputation. Some leaders thrive when the going gets tough, where their competitors struggle and fail. How do they do it? It's not nerves of steel or expensive PR firms who cover for them. They have more psychological leverage. They use their brains to their advantage when people around them are getting tripped up by their thoughts, reactions, and emotions. Here are three steps I walked Kevin through that switched his brain from a liability into an asset to give him massive psychological leverage. Number one, recognizing automatic reactions. Number two, expanding mental models. Number three, 
flexible and effective action. Let's unpack that together. In high stress situations where the stakes are high and we're being pushed hard, our automatic reactions kick in. Some people react by taking quick action. Others pause on acting and try to assess the situation. It's neither good nor bad, but how it fits the situation that really matters. Some of the most successful businesses and executives hold and do both together as a team, which is where the concept of mental models come in. What are mental models? Mental models are like internal frameworks. They help us understand and make sense of the world around us. Mental models affect how we see situations and how we react to them. Usually, we're not even aware of them. They work in the background outside of our conscious awareness. Kevin's mental model was to push for aggressive growth. He told him to seize opportunities and drive forward, pedal to the metal. Kevin's partner had a completely different mental model. He was careful, cautious, and risk-averse. Foot on the brake. Their mental models kept butting heads, but they weren't aware of it and kept having heated arguments, wasting time, and even losing deals. It all could have been avoided if Kevin just slowed down, recognized his own mental model, and addressed his partner's concerns, his partner's mental model, with skill. One simple question from Kevin could have shifted the entire conversation, and I helped Kevin do just that. Instead of pushing his agenda, I helped Kevin take a step back and ask his partner, what would you need to feel confident about going full throttle forward? That one question gave Kevin all the objections he needed to overcome so that he and his company could drive forward and thrive. Or so he thought. Kevin treated his partner's response as objections. He tried to overcome and argue them away. And that didn't go well. At first, Kevin really struggled to follow through because it's hard to stop seeing the world how you see it. The next time I met with Kevin, I helped him see how he hadn't actually addressed his partner's concerns. He just repeated the same automatic reaction, hitting the gas, trying to push forward and pushing past his partner's mental model. They weren't objections to overcome. They were important concerns that needed to be taken care of. Kevin needed to shift from seeing every situation as a nail because his mental model was a hammer to having a diverse toolkit ready to adapt to different situations. But Kevin quickly learned that it's crucial to identify and understand our own mental models so we can understand their flaws and develop new mental models that work better. Hey everyone, digging the insights? Here's what you can do to spread them to more people. Leave a rating for the podcast right now. It's a tiny act and takes only a couple of seconds, but it's a huge help in sharing the best insights with more people, which means the world to me because all I want to do is help more people overcome challenges faster, unlock their potential, and feel more fulfilled in work, relationships, and life. It could make all the difference to the next person who finds the podcast. Which brings us to step two, expanding mental models. Every mental model applies in certain situations. Otherwise, our brains would never develop them. But no mental model applies in every situation because business, relationships, and life are more complex and nuanced than any single mental model can account for. Think of it this way. 
if there was a single mental model that applied everywhere for everyone across all time and we knew what it was, it would be the only law, the only way of thinking that mattered. We would all have one mental model for everything. Enter psychological flexibility. What's psychological flexibility? The ability to consider context, to be adaptable in swapping our mental models, knowing which ones work well and when to swap them out, choosing the most effective model and response in each situation, especially high-stress situations. Here are three examples of where psychological flexibility is critical in business. One, when your usual approach stops working. Number two, when you find yourself in an unexpected argument or conflict. Number three, when you notice yourself having an outsized reaction to something, or maybe someone else's. If you've ever experienced one of those, it's a sign that your brain is operating from a mental model that doesn't apply, and it might be a liability. There are two steps to increasing psychological flexibility. Number one, awareness. And number two, adaptation. Awareness is all about noticing your thinking and emotional patterns. Mindfulness, meditation, and journaling are simple practices to get more access and awareness. It's not about doing it right or for hours on end. The point of mindfulness or meditation or journaling is observing your thoughts and your feelings without getting caught up in them. It's the door to insight on your habits, reactions, and the mental models behind them. Here's a quick example. When people get routinely defensive in the face of feedback, it might mean they hold a mental model that equates criticism or even feedback with personal failure. Being able to recognize the pattern without getting swept up in it is critical as a first step to changing it. And that brings us to step two, adaptation. Adaptation is learning to switch mental models on command. And here's the key to getting really good at adaptation. Challenge and question your habitual way of thinking and reacting. Make it a habit to push yourself to see the situation from a different angle. Consider a different response and how that might be more effective. I helped Kevin recognize he had a lead foot and was prone to hitting the gas, especially when the stakes were high. And that created more conflict with his partner. Instead of insisting on his way, I helped Kevin value his partner's input to see the situation from multiple angles and helped him navigate conversations with his business partner so that his approach didn't just get dismissed either, which got them aligned and moving forward faster. It also had the benefit of insulating the company from risk and increased the quality of their services and projects. Here's a quick rundown of five practices and activities that I did with Kevin at various points in time to help him increase his awareness and adaptability. Number one, mindfulness practices. Taking a few minutes in a quiet space to notice your thoughts, your feelings, body sensations, and breath. Considering how your thoughts, feelings, body, and breath influence your decisions and taking note of any patterns to keep in mind. Number two, mental reframing. In challenging situations, take a few minutes to view it from a different lens, like seeing a deal that falls through through a lens of learning or a game of getting through enough no's to get your next yes. Number three, practicing. 
whether mentally, role-playing, or in everyday interactions. Having conversations, working through reactions, and trying different approaches in a low-stakes situation helps prepare and improve faster. Number four, reaction journaling. Take some time to put down on paper the thoughts, feelings, and their influence on business decisions. Just writing out one decision, your emotional state, and the thoughts you had can give you data to see patterns and gain awareness. Number five, cultivating feedback loops. Intentionally seek out people and spaces that you can get feedback on your thought process and the outcome of your decisions. It gives you different perspectives, can help you see how you apply your mental models, and learn from how others apply their mental models in your situation. Picking even one of these can help you notice and become more skilled in recognizing unhelpful mental models and trading up for more effective ones. To recap, I covered three steps that I used to help Kevin create more psychological leverage turning thoughts, reactions, and emotions that cost him time, deals, and lots of arguing with his partner into an asset instead that helped create more alignment. We talked about three different steps. One, recognizing automatic reactions, helping Kevin be more aware of his mental models. Number two, expanding mental models, helping him open his eyes and mind to more effective mental models. And number three, flexible and effective action mastering the skill of swapping mental models for more effective action. Kevin learned how to approach his partner, his staff, and his clients with more adaptability. He was able to renew contracts that were on track to expire and win more business. He lowered the friction and increased alignment with his partner. And the rest, as they say, is history. And now you know exactly what to do. Remember, Mastering psychological leverage is not about suppressing your emotions. It's about understanding them and using them to enhance your leadership and business success. And before you go, I want to invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just click the link in the show notes and send me a message with the word podcast to let me know you're a listener. I regularly share insights there that extend beyond these discussions. And I'd love to keep sharing more with you so you can reach your peak personally and in business. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.